Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, retired NYPD Sergeant Bill Cannon, a 27-year veteran of the NYPD. In the Donna Adelson case, it is slowly moving forward with pretrial hearings, and yesterday was no exception. Donna Adelson was present in court yesterday uh, to go over several motions, several motions that her that the judge actually raised. Uh, there's a picture of Donna Adelson next to her is her deceased son-in-law and Markel. Uh, and of course, on the screen with her daughter, Wendy Adelson. So yesterday she was involved in a hearing. Uh, another picture of uh, Donna Adelson on the screen with her husband, Harvey Adelson. So she was yesterday in courtroom, and some of the issues that came up were, of course, the issue of this man, Dan Rashbaum, who you see on the screen, representing uh, Donna Adelson. And as you can recall, Daniel Rashbaum was the attorney for Charlie Adelson, uh, the attorney who represented him through his trial for conspiracy to commit murder. In, in which Charles Adelson, the periodontist, the one of the catalysts behind this case, uh, was convicted and sentenced to life without parole. There's a picture of Charles Adelson on the screen with his uh, former girlfriend, Catherine Magbanua. And uh, one of the things I ask, why would... Donna Adelson want to have represent her the same attorney that re represented her son Charles who got convicted and is in prison for the rest of his life why would you isn't that even bad karma so now you're going to give him a second bite at the apple representing you granted he knows the case he's experienced he knows the family how about hiring him then as an advisor to a new attorney that would represent you. I find it uh, bizarre and bad karma to have the same attorney represent Donna, who represented, again, repeating that, her son Charles, who is now serving life in prison, and you choose the same attorney. It just, there's something not right in that picture, something that I think should be rectified, should be changed. And because you're familiar with this attorney, well, this attorney has your fate, Donna Adelson, in his hands. And if you lose, you're 73 years old. You will also get a life sentence and you'll spend the rest of your breathing life in prison. So perhaps you should rethink representation and maybe get someone fresh and have uh, Daniel Rauschbaum just advise this new attorney. Do you guys agree with me? I mean, I just, uh, I find it um, not really believable that, that they're doing this, but they are doing this, okay? So guys, hold on to your seats, hold on to your hat. You're about to enter the off the cuff zone. 
true crime from a police perspective, the police off the cuff zone. There has to be some common sense. Yes, sir, they have the car stopped in 10th and branch microbiome. We still don't know who pulled the trigger. So we're back in a hearing, and here's a picture of better days of Donna Adelson next to her husband, Harvey Adelson. And again, there's Donna Adelson, how she looks quite recently in court. During a brief court appearance Monday, Donna Adelson waived any conflicts involving a choice of attorney to defend her on charges, of course, in the 2014 murder of her son-in-law, Dan Markell. Uh, Adelson, Donna Adelson, recently hired Daniel Rashbaum, a Miami defense attorney and former federal prosecutor, and Alex Morris, a Tallahassee defense lawyer, to represent her. Rashbaum served as the lead attorney for her son, Charlie Adelson, who was convicted of Daniel Markell's murder on November 6th after an eight-day trial at the Leon County Courthouse. Her decision to hire Rashbaum created a conflict of interest because of his previous representation of her son. The parties are allowed to waive any conflicts which would, they decided to do. Rashbaum is no longer representing Charlie Adelson, who hired Tallahassee attorney Michael Ufferman to handle his appeal. Leon uh, Circuit Judge Stephen Everett asked Adelson about the conflicts during the hearing. She appeared by Zoom from the Leon County Detention Facility and Rashbaum participated in person. Markell's father, Phil Markell, also appeared virtually. Uh, Mrs. Adelson, do you understand under the Constitution you have the right to conflict-free representation? The judge asked, Judge Everett. You understand that Rashbaum's prior duty of confidence that he must maintain under the rules of professional responsibility in some way could affect your representation. And Donna Adelson said, I do, Your Honor. Everett also noted that it was a second issue relating to a prohibition on lawyers representing their client also being called as a witness in the case. I do not know if the state would seek to call your attorney as a witness for any matter, Everett said. However, you understand an attorney cannot be both advocate and witness in the same case, of, of which Ms. Adelson responded, I understand. You understand as well if the state attempted to call your attorney for any reason, that could material, uh, materially affect your case. I understand, she said. Donna Adelson is charged with first-degree murder and conspiracy and solicitation to commit murder in the fatal shooting of Markell on July 18, 2014. Markell, a Florida State law professor, was gunned down in the garage of his Trescott Drive home amid a particularly acrimonious court battle with his ex-wife, Wendy Adelson, Donna Adelson's daughter and Charlie Adelson's sister. 
Don Adelson was arrested on November 13th, one week after a jury returned swift guilty verdicts against her son. As she and her husband, Harvey Adelson, tried to fly out of Miami International Airport with a one-way ticket to Vietnam. She pleaded not guilty to the charges during her arraignment last month. No trial date has been set for Donna Adelson. However, Rashbaum told Everett that she will not be waiving her right to a speedy trial. I don't think it's going to be an issue, Rashbaum said. We're working diligently with the state to try to figure out a trial date. After the hearing, Rashbaum told reporters he expected the trial to happen perhaps by the summer. He also said Donna Adelson was no longer in isolation or suicide watch. She's doing as well as she can do in jail, Rashbaum said. Besides Charlie Adelson, three others have been convicted in the murder for hire plot. The two hitmen, Sigfredo Garcia and Luis Rivera, and Charlie Adelson's former girlfriend, Katie Magbanua. So that's where we are in this case right now. Um, so, you know, some of these legalese, these, these hearings, they have to get these out of the way, but this case is proceeding along quite nicely. And it, it's, it's hard to believe when you look at this case and it goes back to 2014 that this actually even occurred, you know, uh, people hire hitmen to take out family members where a court of law could and would settle this problem. But sometimes people believe that, uh, you know, they can accomplish what they need to accomplish through nefarious ways, you know, nefarious, the hiring of, of hitmen. And when you look at this chart on the screen of all the people involved in this case, and to the right, as we look at it, of Charlie Adelson, Catherine Magbanua, his girlfriend, and Sigfredo Garcia Tuto, he's the shooter, and Luis Rivera Tato. Those two were the agreed to be the shooters, and only one of them actually fired the gun that killed Daniel Markell. And Luis Rivera uh, cooperated. The high-ranking alleged Latin king cooperated, and testified in the trials. So this this plan to take out the son-in-law because of a, a dispute, a custody dispute over the children, just actually crazy. I'm Julie Grant into the Donna Adelson hearing. We go now. Let's watch. Good morning, Ms. Adelson. Are you capable of hearing me? Yes, I am. All right. In the courtroom with me this morning is your counsel and also counsel for the state. I'm just going to ask at this time for all non-parties to this hearing not to speak or interfere with the business of the court. I'll allow the attorneys to make their appearances at this time. Sir Catherine Dugan for the state. Good morning, Dan Rashbaum on behalf of Mrs. Adelson. I'll allow both parties to provide any update that they wish, but I did have some matters that I wanted to raise also during this hearing today. Ms. Dugan, concerning discovery that's been turned over to the defense, 
are there any new or additional matters that have yet not been turned over at this point? Um, not that I know of. I know that Mr. Rashbaum had a couple, had an issue receiving something via OneDrive and was going to get a copy of a hard drive today from our office, so it's ongoing. Right. Mr. Rashbaum, with regard to your review of this discovery, uh, obviously you need to get everything the state needs to turn over, but is your review as such where we're going to need another case management in the next few months, or do you think we're in a position to start talking trial dates. Judge, I think we'd ask for a case management sooner, maybe in uh, three weeks. Uh, I think we'll have a better idea then. Uh, the state's been working diligently with us on the discovery, um, but uh, I think we'll have a better idea in the next few weeks or so. Okay. Ms. Adelson, there is a matter that I am going to have to address with you as well concerning uh, conflicts that would be related to your counsel in this representation. I'm going to need to swear you in and take some brief testimony from you. And from there, I'll continue with the attorneys. Please raise your right hand, ma'am. Do you swear or affirm the testimony you're about to give will be the truth? I do. You can lower your hand. Ms. Adelson. Donna Adelson, of course, in this hearing is appearing via Zoom. She's actually not inside the courtroom. The uh, accoutrements of modern-day uh, jurisprudence. You understand under the Constitution you have the right to conflict-free representation? I do. As it relates to your current attorney, Mr. Rauschbaum, representing you, you understand that he has certain duties as it relates to his prior representation with your son? Yes, Your Honor. I understand. You understand his prior duty of confidence that he must maintain under the rules of professional responsibility in some way could affect your representation. I do, Your Honor. And you also understand in deciding whether or not to waive any conflict concerning this matter, you have the right to obtain independent counsel on that matter. I do, Your Honor. Have you been able to discuss with independent counsel whether or not you waive any conflicts as it relates to the prior representation of your son. I have, Your Honor. And are you, in fact, waiving any such conflicts? I am, Your Honor. There is a second issue as well as it relates to the rules of professional responsibility for attorneys. There is another prohibition within them that deals with the matter of an attorney possibly being a witness in a case. I do not know if the state would seek to call your attorney as a witness for any matter. However, you understand an attorney cannot be both advocate and witness in the same case. I understand that, Your Honor. Do you understand as well if the state attempted to call your attorney for any reason that could materially affect your defense? I understand. Do you also understand you have the right to obtain independent counsel to assist you in making the decision as to whether or not you wish to waive this conflict or even potential of conflict, I should say? Yes, I'm aware of that, Your Honor. And do you waive this potential conflict as well? I do. 
Mr. Rauschbaum, do you wish there to be any further inquiry as it would pertain to Lazarle versus State? No, Your Honor. Thank you, Ms. Adelson. That will conclude all testimony that I will need from you today. <clears throat> Does the defense have anything that it wishes to raise this morning? No, Your Honor. Ms. Dugan, does the state have anything that it wishes to raise? No, sir. Very well. So we can settle on another date for case management coming up. You're asking for three weeks from now, Mr. Rushbaum? That would be great, Your Honor, if you could accommodate that. Somewhere near that. Right. I have case management coming up again on February 12th. However, that's my normal case management day. Is this something that we're going to be able to accomplish within the, the normal time confines or we're going to need a carved out date? Ms. Dugan? I, I don't expect any issue would take more than 10 or 15 minutes. So I think a regular court day would be fine. Very well. February 12th at 2.30 in the afternoon. We will schedule the next case management date. Ms. Adelson, once again, you will appear by Zoom, uh, but your counsel will be in the courtroom and you will be able to hear him, obviously in preparation for any court date. Either him or Mr. Morris can visit with you and discuss all pertinent matters. One question that I did have for the defense as well, is there going to be a waiver of speedy trial? Or do we know when the 175th day is going to be if we need to start thinking about calendar in a trial? Uh, there's not going to be a waiver yet, Your Honor. Uh, I don't know when the 175th day is, but I don't think it's going to be an issue. Um, uh, we're, we're working diligently with the state to try to figure out a, a trial. Right. Ms. Dugan, do you wish to be heard as to that issue? No, sir. Very well. With that being said, that covers everything I believe we need to hit for today's hearing. Ms. Adelson, your counsel will be in touch with you to discuss matters before February. I will see you then. Have a good day. So there you have it. That was the hearing uh, from yesterday. And one of the most important issues, of course, was the issue of um, the attorney, uh, Dan Rauschbaum, uh, and the conflicts into having for Donna Adelson for having him as her counsel. Uh, and some of those um, were, of course, the, the right to conflict-free representation. Uh, and what does that mean? In this case, what it means is that Dan Rashbaum, because he represented Charles Adelson, Donna Adelson's son, uh, may have some conflicting duties as it relates to representation of Charles Adelson, uh, prior duty of confidence of Daniel Rashbaum. Um, and Donna Adelson was of course advised that she has the right uh, to have an additional or a different counsel. And did, did she understand all those things? And of course she understood all those things and she shook her head and answered, you know, via Zoom, of course, uh, yes, uh, waiving conflicts with prior conflicts. Uh, the other problem is that there is a potential that 
the state could call Daniel Rauschbaum as a witness, and that could cause uh, certain conflicts with the case of Donna Adelson because Daniel Rauschbaum, of course, has a duty to Charles Adelson. That you know, that's why in this case. I wonder why she just doesn't get a different attorney. And apparently she has a second attorney. But Daniel Rauschbaum is the lead attorney. Why not just get rid of him and, and get have the new, new attorney uh, run the entire case and just maybe have Daniel Rauschbaum as an advisor? But to have him on this case with all of these conflicts, I question the wisdom of that. I really do. I question why would they do that? Um, it just it just doesn't sound uh, it doesn't sound like sound sound uh, it just doesn't sound like sound legal process sound legal advice that she would keep the same attorney and again when we you talk about karma right isn't this the same attorney who represented Charles Adelson who you see on your screen right there the unhappy periodontist now that he's serving life in uh, in prison uh he lost daniel rashbaum represented charles adelson who got convicted and is doing life in prison for this little circle of of uh, this little well i can't call it an entire rogues gallery but uh to the left dan markell the victim in 2014 of a murder at the hands of Sigfredo Garcia and Luis Rivera, hired by Catherine Magbanua, who was the mother of Sigfredo Garcia's two children. And the, the kingpin in the center here is Charles Adelson, who, of course, recently went on trial for this and got convicted. And then we have Donna Adelson, who was arrested, and to, to her left, Harvey Adelson, uh, the patriarch of this family, and then Wendy Adelson at the top of this, who very well down the road could wind up, as Phil says, in the trick bag and getting charged in this case because, you know, she testified at um, three different trials, um, but yet she got immunity in regards to that but there's if they come up with new evidence she could be, still be charged and you're talking about a district attorney that is very methodical methodically will plod along till they have the goods to charge wendy adelson and the first step in this of course is to charge donna adelson on your screen right now and that forlong picture next to her son-in-law, Dan Markell. Uh, so yes, Donna Adelson chooses to keep her son Charlie's attorney, Daniel Rauschbaum. And uh, we just watched the hearing. And a few weeks ago, of course, they had they showed the November 13 arrest, well, actually, the, the body cam video just came out recently of Donna Adelson being arrested as she attempted to flee first to Dubai and then to Vietnam to 
flee the jurisdiction. She was arrested in Miami Airport. The reality of getting arrested is falling to sink in. Do you have anything in your pocket? No, uh, no. No. Do you have anything in your pocket? No, I, I don't. You have anything in your pocket? Yeah, take it off. Okay. All right. The ring, take everything. Um, you give it to your husband. Because once you arrive at Kanye, they're going to make a remove all that. Can I call my attorney? Where am I going? Oh, this is not the company thing. Where am I going? People went to the state county. Again, this is November 13th. Please. 2023. Was arrested in Miami International Airport uh, attempting waiting for a flight to Dubai uh, with the ultimate destination of Vietnam, uh, which conveniently, of course, does not have an extradition treaty with the United States. And that was her intention uh, to flee to a country because I think that she, she knew that uh, she was about to get charged. Listen to me. I'll call. Get an Uber. Go home. I will. I will. I will. All right. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's coming, sweetheart. I got. It's coming. Just All right. Do you have her I'm sorry. It's in my. It's in my. Yeah. It's in my purse. Yeah. Yeah. How? Yeah. 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 Every time I watch this, I question why they would give her passport back to her. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't and shouldn't that be evidence that she was about to attempt to flee the country? Why would you give a potential piece of evidence like that back? And I know that they don't want to have to invoice it, but guess what? It's an important piece of evidence. I don't think the passport would have been stamped yet because she never got a chance to go through customs. But when you do go through customs, that's when they stamp your passport. And then that would show uh, what your intended uh, travel plans, what, what your intended destination was. It's in the, it's in the um, blue and white. It's in the blue white. Um, and the, the license, the address and your license is correct? Yes. 
She, she needs all her. She needs all her. Once you go once you go they're all in here, though. Yes. If I take them here, what will happen is when you go there, they possibly toss them out. So when you go to the there, you need the nurse of the doctor, and then they'll work in conjunction with the hospital to get you whatever you need. Yeah, but I don't have this. I know what I have. Is it, is it multiple or is it just uh, one or two? It's, no, there's a bag of medication in here. Is that what you're asking me? Oh, I know, I know. I was just trying to find out if it's like one or two. Yes. Well, one or two, then she maybe could take the name down. Oh, this is Donna Adelson being arrested in Miami International Airport. The reality of what's going on is just striking her right now. You know, when you get arrested, they take everything from you. You can't have your medication. You can't, you're not a free person anymore. They control everything you do, where you go, where, what time you eat, what time you get up, uh, possessions that you're allowed. So all of these things are coming to into reality right now as she's being arrested. Wow, Adelson was taken into custody only a week after her son Charlie was convicted of hiring hitmen to kill his former brother-in-law, Dan Markell. Donna faces the same charges as her son, first-degree murder and solicitation of murder. Dan Markell, a law professor at Florida State University, was gunned down while pulling into his garage. Now, at the time of his death, he was in a bitter custody battle with his ex-wife, Wendy Adelson, Donna's daughter. Donna is, as I said, her daughter and Charlie's sister, as well all right still with us to discuss criminal defense and so that is the picture we saw when uh of course uh, donna adelson was arrested at uh miami international airport and uh, you know since then of course the case has moved on uh and the, the next scheduled date i believe is uh february 12th uh that the pre-trial hearings will begin and, and of course the hearing today or excuse me yesterday was in regards to um the con the potential conflict of having daniel rauschbaum who you see on the screen as the attorney representing uh donna adelson and um she still wants to have um daniel rauschbaum as her attorney and I wonder, uh, and I wonder out loud with you folks, uh, you listen, uh, does that make that much sense um, to have him as her attorney? Um, she seems to be resolute in that matter. And uh, as we look at the family on the screen, Harvey Adelson, Donna Adelson, Charles Adelson, and Wendy Adelson, of course, uh, and the big question that everyone that follows this case is, wants to hear is, when will Wendy Adelson get arrested? When is she going to be put into, as my co-host Phil likes to say, into the trick bag and charged? Is that going to happen? When will it happen? And I think it will happen, at least it's going to take after Donna Adelson's trial. I don't. I can't see them arresting Wendy Adelson 
if in fact they do have enough evidence to charge her, I don't think that will take place till after, till after Donna Adelson's trial. Donna Adelson keeps Charlie Adelson's attorney, Daniel Rauschbaum. This whole subject matter of this show today. Uh, and you almost, when you watch the, um, the video of her being arrested, you almost feel sorry for her. And I say almost because then we think of this man next to her in this picture, Dan Markell, her son-in-law, who was murdered. Uh, and then you don't feel so sorry for Donald Adelson and the Adelson family here. This beautiful family that was torn apart by bad decisions. Imagine that. Torn apart by bad decisions. Uh, the children. How about the two boys? And when you think about uh, the murder of Dan Markell took place in 2014. So these boys are uh, young men now. Right? 14, 15 years old. And what is ahead for Wendy Adelson? Certainly a trial. She's uh, keeping herself removed from this case at the advice of counsel. Because one of the things that put everyone in the trick bag in this case was their failure to shut up on telephone calls, on, on the computer, on text messages. All of those things led to the demise of uh, Donna Adelson. And of course, this man here, Charles Adelson. And next to him in this photo, Catherine Magbanua, the conspirators that used Two shooters, two shooters that only one shot in this picture here. Sigfredo Garcia, a.k.a. Tuto, and Luis Rivera, a.k.a. Tato. Just somewhat hard to believe that civilized people would do this uh, to end the life of uh, Daniel Markell, you know, uh, found Charlie Adelson guilty of paying two hitmen through his ex-girlfriend to kill Dan Markell. One thing Charlie Adelson and his mother discussed several times on those jail calls was the fact that prosecutor Georgia Kappelman brought up in her closing argument that Wendy Adelson drove by Dan Markell's house after he was shot. It looks crazy. It looks the ex-wife goes out of her way to drive by the murder scene right after Hitman come and kill her husband, ex-husband. After she talks to her mother and brother. Yeah. Like you just you just painted a picture of the definition of conspiracy. <sighs> you hear that and everyone wants to know why haven't they been arrested? They just we painted the picture. The, pic the problem is, it's all a false premise. 
I, I, at first, I didn't even think she was there. I thought it was she actually was there. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Back in 2014, right after the shooting, this is what Wendy Adelson told detectives about driving by the house that day. Road, you said? I went down Trescott. Okay. I saw a police car there, and I just thought it flopped. So I just turned around and drove, um, drove to, uh, I went down the rest of Centerville, went up Benton, took Benton across, went to ABC Liquors, bought the bourbon. I'm a little confused. You're up on up on Centerville Road. What's your purpose of driving down Trescott? It's usually the shortcut to get oh, to Monroe. To get to Monroe? I usually take it as a cut through to get to Thomasville or Monroe. Okay. All right. So you. I don't know. I said Monroe. I was thinking Mosaic Monroe, Thomasville. Okay. So when you come down into town on Centerville, I almost always cut through Trescott. Trescott and just drive by your old house. Well, I, I do it as a way of like terms with the divorce but yeah I, sometimes i drive there if i'm too sad i drive around okay the kids aren't home and i know they're not home i feel better about driving by the house but yeah it's shorter and i just usually drive by and this is what wendy adelson said less than two months ago at her brother's trial did you go to the crime scene or very near the crime scene on no. your way from your residence to I guess to lunch or to wherever you were going next. No, I did not. So you never turned on Trescott Drive that day? I went to turn on Trescott Drive, but I saw that it had been blocked off by some tape. And so mm -hmm. I just kept driving on Centerville. Okay. And when you, you had to turn around at the tape, right, to go back out? I think I tried to turn right and it couldn't turn. So I would have made like a the kind of turn, like a key turn and kept going. Was there a roadblock there with... There was tape. The detective also asked Wendy about who might hurt Dan. Do you think someone would do this for your benefit without asking you? No. What good does it serve? I mean, my brother, um, the one his name is Charlie, the one I'm really close to, he makes a lot of jokes in bad taste. And it was a joke he made. He bought the TV for me this morning that got broken. And I was talking to him about whether it made sense to pay to fix it or whether I should get a new one. And it was always his joke that, like, he knew Danny treated me badly. And it was always his joke. He said, I, I you know, I looked into hiring a hitman and it was cheaper to get you this TV. So instead, I got you this TV. Um, I mean, he would never. He's my big brother and he's taking care of me since I was little, but he would never. Adelson also talked about Danny, as everyone called him, being abrasive and whether anyone would want to hurt him. I know a lot of people just really love him, but I don't know anyone who would do something like this. Well, we're still trying to determine, you know, what happened and how it happened. But he wouldn't do this to himself. Emails from Donna Adelson to Wendy shown during the trial show that Donna could not stand Dan Markell. She called him gibbers and gave Wendy a plan of action to get under his skin. It included Wendy telling Dan she was going to have their boys baptized in the Catholic Church. Dan Markell was a devout Jew. Joining me to discuss Wendy Adelson, Dan Markell, and their divorce is somebody who... So the, the, um, that testimony uh, by um, Wendy Adelson is, is the most... When you talk about, and of course, I always bring up my co-host, frequent co-host, Mike Geary. 
when you talk about a guilty mind or a consciousness of guilt, I think that says a lot. Uh, why was Wendy Adelson driving by the crime scene right after Daniel Markell was shot to death in 2014? Why would you do that? And when you talk about a guilty mind, a consciousness of guilt, yeah, like what were you doing driving by there? She's going to a liquor store. Does that have any basis in reality? Is there any believability to that, that you're driving by a liquor store that just happens to be on the way to your ex-husband's house who was just shot to death in his garage? Just It just does not pass the test. They, what they call the test the smell test. It does not pass that test. Um, and, you know, gibbers was certainly a derogatory uh, moniker that she had assigned to Dan and that she used regularly. She had him stored on her phone that way. Um, so, you know, Wendy, I saw her testify and at the last trial and she tried to suggest that there really was no animosity, ongoing animosity between the parties and it's ludicrous and uh, totally false and fabricated testimony. It has worked this perfectly up to this point. They've utilized each trial to kind of pull out, call out some more information, pull some more information out. Wendy is locked in to some, to some really bad testimony. Her testimony at the subsequent trials where she had use and derivative use immunity, you know, that's, that's not going to be used, but unless she gets on the stand and says something different, then they can use it to impeach her. But her original sta statement to law enforcement was that she drove up to the crime scene. That's, that's an evidence that can be used against her. That, that was not obtained under uh, any, any grant of immunity. So that testimony is damning and she can try to spin it any way she wants. That was my comfortable route. That's the way I like to go. But nobody in Tallahassee is going to buy that. No juror in Tallahassee is going to buy it. Even though Charlie Edelson is maintaining his innocence, and this is all just a big misunderstanding, and yeah, it looks weird. Uh, it looks crazy, and I can see how you would think this, but it's not what happened. You know, nobody was hiring hitmen. We didn't do this. This was double extortion. Do you see a world in which... He said, he said on the jail calls, all I ever wanted was to be a dad. And we hear this sweet little child on this, these jail calls. It's, it's horrible. Um, his, his son, is there a world in which he flips because he, he hopes to get out of jail someday to be with his son? It doesn't seem likely to me. You know, he is so, he is so arrogant that even as, as difficult as prison will be, and, you know, in the finality of it, realizing that his life is is over, as he said in the jail phone call, certainly life as he knew it. <clears throat> I just don't believe that Charlie will ever humble himself enough to come out and say, you were right all along. Everything you said about me was correct. And I really am this terrible guy that did these terrible things. Uh, so, you know, that's why, to me, he's almost trying to continue to convince himself and his mom and anybody that will listen that he's innocent because it's kind of the only thing he can hang on to from the perspective of his ego. So I don't think he'll flip. I want you to tell me about Dan Markell. I mean, how, what did you think of him and tell us about him? I and mean, we've heard from his mother about him, um, but you are another lawyer and I've heard from a lot of people that he was a genius and he was a brilliant legal mind. 
He was, <clears throat> and that was kind of a given before I met him. Uh, but what my real takeaway from Dan was, was my first takeaway was he wasn't a bitter, angry guy. Uh, in spite of the all of the animosity and acrimony between him and Wendy at the divorce, he really was affable and kind of easygoing, uh, with the exception of the comments that he heard Donna when she referred to him as stupid on the Skype calls. He showed some real, so he showed some fire on that. But he was really an easygoing, um, likable person. He was funny. But what the real main thing with Dan, and it was before his murder, I was amazed at what kind of father he was. And he genuinely made me look at the, the, the role I play as a father to my children and rethink it. And that's true. I'm not saying that just because I'm on a podcast here 10 years later. Um, you know, he he would go to have lunch with his, his boys at daycare, take lunch to them. Um, if he was spending time with them and I called, he would not take my calls. He would not. He wouldn't lose a second with his boys when he had that precious time. And it's really kind of eerie now looking back that did he almost sense something that his time might be short with his boys? Because he he literally treasured those seconds as if he knew. So what we're all waiting for here is Wendy Adelson. When will she be pulled into this? When will she uh, be tried in this case? Is that going to happen? Um, re recounting this case, of course, we spoke early on about Donna Adelson in jail right now, awaiting trial. She's going to keep her son, Charlie Adelson's attorney, Daniel Rashback. And we question, of course, the wisdom of this uh, as to why she wouldn't want to hire a different attorney. Now, there's a picture, of course, of Donald Adelson with uh, uh, with her son-in-law, Dan Markell, now deceased. Uh, you know, at the time of uh, Dan Markell and Wendy Adelson's uh, 2014, at the time of his murder, they were locked in an acrimonious divorce litigation regarding the location and the supervision of their two young sons. And of course, Donna Adelson was deeply woven into these conflicts. Adelson was desperate for Wendy to live in Miami, even after the court denied her attempt at relocation. And it was Adelson who was caught disparaging Daniel Markell to his children. And a lawful resolution of the issue never happened because Markell was killed by hitmen who were paid by Mrs. Adelson and her son Charles Adelson before. Markell's motions were heard in court. Um, so to the hearing that uh, that Donna Adelson uh, attended yesterday had to do with, uh, was on her, a lawyer, Daniel Rashbaum, who represented Charles Adelson. Rashbaum uh, had represented Donna Adelson, her husband Harvey, for years. Uh, and he was an advisor to the family. 
So yesterday's hearing, of course, was uh, was about whether or not Donna Adelson knew that or knows that there are certain conflicts in continuing to have Daniel Rashbaum as her attorney. And apparently she does understand it and she's ready to waive those conflicts uh, uh, and keep uh, Daniel Rauschbaum as her attorney. And that's what yesterday's hearing was about. It was about Donna Adelson to continue to have that man on the screen, Dan Rauschbaum, says all-around good guy. I guess he's an all-around good guy. Uh, to continue to represent her in the matter of uh, the charges of murder in regards to that man on the screen, Dan Markell. And down the road, we anticipate uh, the arrest of Wendy Adelson, and we'll just have to wait. But as I said earlier on, I think that that arrest will only occur after the trial of Donna Adelson has been completed. After she's tried, we don't know what the results will be. And again, she is, as we say, for everyone that's tried in all the cases we cover here, she's innocent until proven guilty. So the, the potential arrest of Wendy Adelson, and even, you know, that man on the screen there, Will Harvey Adelson, Harvey Edelson, the father, the patriarch of this family, will he be arrested? Will he be charged? Will he be brought in? Or is there not enough to charge this 80-year-old retired dentist to bring him in to this family affair here, this nefarious board of people Wendy Adelson, Harvey Adelson, Donna Adelson, Charlie Adelson, already convicted of murder for hire, life without parole. Catherine Magbanua, Sigfredo Garcia Tuto, Luis Rivera Tato. Sort of a, a, a little, when you look at it now, a little rogues gallery of, of what had occurred. So, folks, that's our show for today. Police off the cuff, real crimes. And thank you so much for tuning in. Obviously, I recorded this. It's not a live show, but I think that uh, it'll be pretty interesting for when you do get to watch it. And I want to thank everyone for uh, for tuning in. And, and well, before I go, I just wanted to mention Joe Murray. If you need a great attorney in the New York metropolitan area, and Joe Murray is your man. Joe is a retired NYPD police officer and a fantastic defense attorney. And you can reach Joe on his cell phone at 718-514-3855. Email him at joe at jmurray-law.com. Go on his website, jmurray-law.com. Joe is not only a fantastic defense attorney, there he is, there's a picture of him, but a huge supporter of the Police Off the Cuff podcast. And he has been helping us for years. And... Uh, his ad has enabled us to do things with this show that perhaps we'd be unable to do, but we appreciate everything he's done for us. So folks, have a wonderful day today. I'm Bill Cannon from Police Off the Cuff. God bless.